We are living in unprecedented times. No matter what industry you come from, we must all review, rethink, and reinvent ourselves. Are you an entrepreneur that is trying to adapt your business to the new norm? Well, you are listening to the 2020 Entrepreneur, a podcast that will motivate you and have you think outside of the box. My name is Hugo Almeida, and with over 30 years of being an entrepreneur, I am here to share and inspire you with my experiences and help invent a new you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of T20E World. Hugo here, and today, special guest Chris McCormack is with us, and we are going to be talking about WFX which is work from anywhere, literally in the world. Hey, Chris, welcome to T20E World. I'm so happy that you took time to come to our studio. So I'm excited to chat with you today. Talk to us, Chris, a little bit about yourself, my friend. Hugo, first off, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule as well. Uh, so my name is Chris McCormack, 27 years old, been traveling the world for seven years now, doing my thing, trying to share my knowledge and my experience. It's kind of like what you're doing with this podcast. <laughs> That's right. And uh, trying to, you know, limit that learning curve of people who want to travel, get out there, try to show them different tools and exactly what you're doing, just trying to lower that Dude, learning curve. I love what you're doing. I mean, just so my audience understands, Chris McCormack, he's a photographer, humanitarian, public speaker. Yes, sir. And a world traveler. Yes, sir. So it was like the perfect combination to bring Chris into our studio today. Listen, if there's one thing the pandemic brought out, it's the fact that we got virtualized. Yeah. I don't care if you were a student yep. or an employee. You could literally work from anywhere today. Hugo, you know what was amazing? The pandemic actually really helped my public speaking career because no one was doing anything. Everybody was home. You're right. Nothing to do. Yeah. I had so many different organizations, schools, universities, libraries, businesses reaching out to me saying, hey, Chris. I have my employees. I have these students. I have, you know, yeah. these uh, citizens. Yeah. I got nothing to give them. Can you come speak with us virtually? That's awesome. It was amazing. Good I for could, you. I couldn't believe it, man. Good for you. I could not believe it. You know what's amazing is, and we're going to dive into this as we talked with Chris, and I had the opportunity to chat a little bit more and get to know Chris, and it's just amazing. I mean, honestly, today's episode could literally go for four hours. No bullshit for everybody. <laughs> yeah, but, really could. But we're going to keep this short, limited, because <laughs> of time restraints. But let's talk a little bit about the fact that you have taken virtual work yeah, literally to another level. Yeah, no, really, I have. So uh, <laughs> I mean, you're like all over the world. Yeah, last year. And that's year, what I want to talk to you about. Yeah, share some adventures. Like, what are some of the advantages, Chris, of literally hopping on a plane and going somewhere else? Now, being cautious, right? Of course. Of the pandemic. I mean, yeah, yeah, you have to be absolutely you know, cautious, like you said. Travel savvy. Exactly. Exactly. And it's a whole different ball game, whole different realm now of traveling of, you know, the COVID test, six feet, keeping your hands clean, being smart. And that's really what traveling is, is being smart, being aware. We were talking about that a little bit before this. Absolutely. Even before the pandemic, yeah. we, we talked about some yes. of the adventures we've had. Like, like most listeners know, I've, I grew up between a couple countries here, Ecuador and the U.S. And listen, at the end of the day, there's, there's always like that danger out there when yeah. you're a world traveler, no yeah. matter whether you're in Europe, Asia, you know, yeah. Africa, you know, Latin America, or even in the U.S. here in, in New, New Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what, first off, made you take it to that other level, like literally start traveling and going to these exotic locations. But, you know, you're still a little tied to the office. Yeah. Yeah. So I studied abroad in Australia. And from that moment, I 
knew exactly how Michael Jordan felt when he picked up a basketball. <laughs> I said to myself, I'm doing this for the rest of my life. I'm going to find a way to do it. I don't know how. I don't know where. <laughs> but I'm going to find a way. I'm going to make this happen. Oh, that is awesome. And it has organically grown and grown and grown. Every year I've been building this foundation slowly, placing every brick perfectly placed. I love it. So that my foundation is so strong. been planting these seeds for seven years now, Hugo, and I'm really starting to see little saplings come through the dirt, man. Oh, I love that, Chris. I love how you explain that. That's great. So give me an advantage, right? Like towards our listeners, I want them to get the positives out of taking the advantage that you can actually really work anywhere yeah. in the world. Like yeah. how are you doing this? So, so luckily there's Wi-Fi everywhere in this world now. Literally. I went to a place that was 100 miles from the North Pole, the actual what? North Pole. This place called Svalbard. Where is that? Up there, man. <laughs> It's like five months of the year, it's pitch black. Oh my goodness. That they have Wi Fi there. I was in the Amazon jungle. They have Wi Fi there. So there's no excuse as to, oh, well, you know, I don't know if there's going to be Wi Fi there. No, there's, it's 2021. Yeah. yeah. People speak English. There's plenty of Wi Fi to be had. There you go. So, so what's cool is I was in Puerto Rico last November. Okay. I had a couple of speaking engagements, 10 o'clock in the morning and then at noon. And then after that, me and my girlfriend, we went scuba diving. That is awesome. I mean, you're loving life. I'm living it, man. I'm oh, living it. Oh, you're living and the I dream. Love it. And I love it. <laughs> Good for you, Chris. Give me an advantage, like especially for the young people out there, right? Yeah. I mean, what better thing than take this to another level? I mean, you're probably saving money if you think about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, think about how much it costs to have a studio apartment in New Jersey. What? Yeah. Oh. $1,400 a month. Easy. Easy. Easy, right? Absolutely. Forget could, New York City. I mean, yeah, of course. Double that, yeah. You know, you go to places like, let's just say, for example, it's the first one that popped into my head, Cuba. You could rent an apartment there for $200 a month. Jeez. And you're getting paid a U.S. salary. Yeah. And your expenses aren't going to be nowhere near. And you could eat like a king. Eat like a king, man. Seafood, fresh shrimp, fresh octopus, caught that day. Whatever, man. Whatever. That's so crazy. not only, and you know, you feel motivated. You feel inspired once you're out there. Because right. once you're done with your job, you're done with your work, sending those emails, having a phone call, conference, yeah. whatever. Sure. You know, it's three, four o'clock. You know what? Let me go get some waves. Let me go catch some waves, do some surfing. Listen, go for a walk. You live life. Live life, man. See, there's a difference because sometimes we forget to literally live our life. Yeah. We work for our life. Yeah. And there's a huge difference. It's hard here. to stay present here. It's it, hard to stay present and get caught and listen, not get caught up. If there's one thing I can share with everybody out there, it's, and listen, I'm an example, man. You get caught in that rat race. Yeah. You just get sucked into it, right? Without you even realizing. No, I know. Over the years is where, and I talk about it on our podcast, The Balance of Life. It took time yeah. in my life, right? Yeah. And in my career to actually figure out that balance of life. So that is fascinating, man. And I, I'll tell you what, I would love to know what countries have you visited just this year alone? I mean, we are now in May of 2021. Yep. What countries have you been to? So just for now, just for this year, I, I did Colombia. Okay. However, I was there for two months. So really, months? really dove in. Wow. And so that's where? I, like where in Colombia? Did Medellin. We did Bogota. Wow. Rio Acha, which is like a small coastal town. Yeah. We went to the most northern point of South America. It's called Punta Gallinas. Isn't by, by uh, Venezuela. Exactly. Wow. Claro, claro. <laughs> and I never, actually, quick tangent, I never knew Aruba was like right that's off right, the coast. Of right Saudi. off the coast. I never knew that. Absolutely. Oh, that's, that's two months in Colombia, huh? Yeah, man. That's that great. a cool place. Well, let me tell you, let me ask you though, how about safety? Safety's always a concern, right? Right. right. I mean, 
safety with pandemic too, because mm -hmm. COVID-19 is still like, it's like a wildfire out of this country. And yeah. God bless all those poor people in India right now. Yeah. Our hearts go out to you, our Absolutely. thoughts and our prayers. 100%. But there's other parts in the world. Listen, uh, you know, obviously I'm Ecuadorian. Yep. Ecuador is going through a tough time. I yeah. can't even get there. Yeah. I can't get there because why? Because I do business in that country. And there's no companies right now allowing me to visit them. Yep. We were in Ecuador. My girlfriend and I were in Ecuador last year, right before the pandemic broke out. We out literally crossed into Peru three days before the whole world stopped. So that's funny because I was in Ecuador on the beach because yep. I, was, I was traveling. I was doing my business. And then the last, I would say, four days, I decided to just wind down a little bit. Work yep. virtual, right? Yep. I worked from a gorgeous place overlooking the ocean. Where in Ecuador? I was, well, I, I ended up in Salinas. Okay. But then what I did is I traveled all the way up to like, Mon past, just past Montanita. Okay. Which is still close. Like Puerto Lopez. Yeah, yeah, Puerto Lopez. And I was able to be connected. I had my video conferencing going. I had yep. a lot of calls with my apps. Today's technology, right? Unified communication. Yep. Man, I was connected with my cell phone. Yep. All the time. I'm, I'm talking like 24-7 and every hour out of the day. It was just great. And the, the fact that I can take advantage of those four days. But the problem was, just as I was getting ready to leave, I was leaving on a Tuesday in the beginning of March mm -hmm. of 2020, bam, the first COVID case landed in Guayaquil in Ecuador. Yep. And then next thing you know, I was able to come back into the US. I remember being really nervous because I mean, it, it, everybody knew what was happening in yeah. Europe. And all of a sudden, the country just shut down. Guayaquil got hit bad. Bad. And, and, and I was able to get back into the US. But that next week, they shut everything down. And that's probably when you got caught. We got stuck in the Amazon jungle <laughs> the Amazon? for six weeks. Are you kidding me? Talk to me a little bit about this. So <laughs> you're in the Amazon. You're probably in one of the last villages, right? Before really going into the yeah. deep so, jungle. So I mean, we had roads. There was roads. Yeah. We weren't, you know, in huts or whatever like that. Yeah. But still, we were at, we yeah. were at deep in there. Yeah. Like you said, just before it, yeah. it really got serious. Yes. And it was, it was tough, man, because obviously everyone knows that my girlfriend and I are not from there. Yeah. So everyone's looking at us like we have COVID or, you know, oh, geez, yeah. here's the tourists, here's the backpackers, stay away from them. We actually had people like run away from us. Oh, geez. We had to ask well, people like, can you please cook us food? Because we didn't have a kitchen in our hostel. <laughs> we weren't allowed to go outside. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, only men could go outside. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, only women. Sunday. It's crazy. Nobody could go outside Sunday. Well, especially because you were so far into the jungle too. I mean, yeah. the Amazon is though those people I could just see being extremely nervous. Totally. I mean, it's and one you know, thing. I will being say in this though, Hugo. We What's were that? probably in one of the best places because we were so deep. Yeah. You know, like Yeah, yeah. R we, remote. They, they yeah. didn't get their first COVID case until like three days before we were able to escape. Wow. How did, so wait, you're in Peru. How did you wind up getting out of the country? Because I know at that time, in order for any U.S. citizen to get extracted, technically yep. extracted yep. from a country, you needed to work with the embassy. We did. So you did. The, the U.S. embassy, we registered with them when the pandemic broke out just to say, hey, you know, we're here. We're here. <laughs> we're here. Please don't forget about us. We got a call. Wait, wait, wait. How did you get a hold of the embassy? I just, we just. Your cell phone? There, there was a form that you just signed up. We didn't hear from them for so six you, weeks. You were able to connect. Yeah, we had Wi-Fi. We had Wi-Fi. Oh, wi you did still have, okay. Wasn't very good. Yeah. Enough to be able Enough to fill to out a form and yeah. send emails. Good for you. We get a phone call from the U.S. Embassy on a Sunday, I believe it was. And yeah. they said, uh, yeah, you have to get to this airport by Wednesday. And if you don't get on this flight, you'll be stuck in Peru for the next six to 18 months. But mind you, there's military checkpoints everywhere. There's, totally. There's Peruvians rioting on the highways. Yeah. Blocking traffic or the traffic that there was. I mean, yeah. 
crew was it was insane, man. Yeah. So well, yeah, you weren't also in the city. You you weren't in Lima. You were out there. You know that's and that was that was what the problem was is that we weren't even close to any airport because there were you know repatriation flights going sure. out of Lima that was happening, but yeah. we were twenty hours from Lima. Oh my. Goodness, no transportation, crazy. no transportation in Peru for no one. Even if you're Peruvian, if okay. you were on vacation, you were stuck there. Okay. You couldn't go anywhere. So advice to our listeners, working virtual, please time this right. Yeah, definitely <laughs> do not get caught in a pandemic in the beginning of it when no one knows what the hell is happening. So let's fast forward. Yeah. Now we're getting through this. And uh, so give me some positives of working virtual anywhere in the world, right? Yep. First and foremost, I do agree with you. I see that the fact that you literally can, as long as you're connected to wherever it is, as long yeah. as you don't have to be in the office and right. you know you don't have to be in the office, why not? You know what I'm saying? Right. Why not exactly. take advantage, travel the world a little exactly. bit? Where do you recommend, you know, after you graduate college, like, yeah. you know, the Airbnbs of the world, I guess. Right. You're not spending too much money. but the Hostels are also a great hostels option. Hostels are a great well. option. You'll find some really nice hostels out there, Hugo. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you could, like you said, do your research, do your due diligence. Yeah. Places that I would recommend for people who want to work virtually abroad, mm -hmm. Bali. Bali. That place is just so perfect, man. Food's great. It's gorgeous. The energy there, though, is something I can't even explain to you. You got to yeah. feel it. The energy in Bali. People just awesome. I've been to Bali three times already. It's, Get out of that here. That place You're is You're making incredible. me want to, like, buy a ticket. No, seriously, man. You can find, <laughs> again, you can find apartments out there for like $200, $300 a month. Listen, I could record a podcast anywhere in the world. Yeah. No, really. <laughs> seriously. And, you know, that's one thing that I obviously, I mean, even before COVID and the pandemic that I think we were headed towards was a virtual kind of work yeah. environment. Well, we were. Yeah. That was just, COVID just sped it up. Oh, you know, no doubt. You know, no doubt. Look at all these that. companies in New York City and yep. just the work's still getting done. Yeah. And people don't have to be there. Yeah. I've learned, listen, it, it, and this is a true fact, you work more. Yeah, you really do. Granted, you you're able to manage your daily schedule like, yeah. even, you know, you have children at home, whatever it may be. But the thing is, you really do work longer hours. Sometimes you put and you're more focused, like because, you know, you got to knock something out. You're focused on that. You know, there's not what was that? Uh, the water cooler talk in the office, like people get up, go around, walk around, get a cup of coffee. Yeah. They chat again. How yeah. was your weekend? There's none of that, especially if your office is in a really bad position in terms of like your traffic. Exactly. You're you're how, everybody how you ever dive into your work. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Everybody's going to be asking or saying, hey, how was your weekend? Oh, yeah, how's yeah. this? How's that? And especially if you're a personal person, yeah. now, you're, now you're just getting punished. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so true. But hey, listen, that's a great point though, Chris, because today, literally, I, I listen, I have, I have two kids, right? Both yeah. are out of uh, college now. Yep. Both are working virtual mm -hmm. and they're both working for Fortune 500 companies. Okay. So my kitchen is one corporation. <laughs> the upstairs is a second corporation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you know, they're on the computer like all day. Yeah. We'll have dinner together. Guess what? They're back at the office. Exactly. exactly. You know, and I know my daughter talked about, listen, I we should go to California. Log in, you know, live by the beach. And what are some of the things you encourage? Like if you're gonna take advantage of a location yeah. and really take the moment and live life. Yep. You're doing the right thing by work. You're yes. working during the day. Then you got your down hours. Now, instead of me eating like a, a Oreo cookie, a glass of milk and watching Netflix. Yeah. What are some of the things you recommend people just start doing? Going out and just walking around. I don't know if people do that. Like seriously though, like just go walk around, you know, cause obviously I'm from Rockaway. Okay. You know, grew up there. I mean, I know Rockaway. I don't need to go, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing more to do. So, like, if you go to a new place, it's kind of like, hey, I'm just going to go walk around. That doesn't take much energy. The people you must meet. Oh, dude. 
So I always talk about networking, yeah. but the network base that you must have globally yeah. is insane. It's awesome, man. Seriously. I mean, and the thing is, this is the beauty. You get to meet and live different cultures, yeah. different people, yeah. people that think differently sometimes, not always the way we are groomed to think, right? In America. In America, right. in the United States. Right, in our Correct. bubble. In our little bubble. Yeah. Yeah, I always talk about it. I love the fact that, you know, it really allows you to break that shell. I mean, listen, let's face it. So many of us, it's not easy, right, to just get up, break our shell, it's and not. just step outside the bubble it's in our comfort zone. It's uncomfortable. It is it's uncomfortable. scary, man. But what would you, all right, let's do this. Let me ask you, what country do you recommend? As I, say I never traveled the world, yep. but I love listening to this podcast and the fact that I can work virtual. I know for a fact that my company doesn't want me back in the office yep. until August, literally until August. Yep. I live in New Jersey. What country where I feel comfortable traveling, maybe not spending too much money, yep. you know, I'm on a tighter, but Jesus, I'm probably going to save a ton of money, actually, now that I think of it. Exactly. But so where would you recommend? I go? First place that comes to mind after Bali, I would say is probably Colombia. I mean, that place is so cheap, man. Yeah. When my girlfriend and I were there, our budget was $40 a day Wow. for everything. Wow. You mean room, board, food, everything. Total. Oh, my goodness. That's we crazy. Did it. And we did it. Oh, yeah. I know you could do this. But what city? What city would you recommend going Medellin. to? Medellin. Medellin. 100%, man. That place Ooh, is to happening. all my Colombians out there, Medellin is in the house today. That place is happening, man. Seriously. Yeah. I was so impressed with their public transportation system. And safe. Safe. Absolutely. Not once ever in my time in Colombia yeah. did I feel in danger, even uncomfortable. Yeah. People are just so nice there, man. Your, your next door neighbor isn't as scary as the media uh, makes it out to Well, me. listen, I've been traveling my entire life. And what you just said is so true. I traveled all of Latin America in the 90s for business, right? I'm Ecuadorian. So I was kind of used to seeing poverty, military, yeah. you know, carrying... Yeah. AK-47s, whatever. Totally. So that, it never came as a shock to me, a culture shock. But, you know, during the 90s, there was a lot happening yeah. in Mexico and Colombia, you know, even in Ecuador, you know, in Brazil, too. And you had to be careful. What I always said is, listen, you know, many times I would get family calling me up and saying, are you sure you're OK? I'll be like, absolutely. And yeah, things do happen anywhere in the world, just like they happen here, right in the same state of New Jersey, in my right. own town sometimes. But the fact is that that'll happen something on a corner, probably like three miles from where I was. But that was just that one incident. The rest was beauty is the yeah. people. Yeah. The locations were gorgeous. It was safe. Yeah. And I always say this, though. You also have to be a little street savviness, right? And awareness. awareness. Thank you. Aware. Yes. We talked about that. Yes. Awareness is key because even when you travel abroad and you're around a large group of U.S. people, you still have to be careful. You have to understand No matter your who you're surrounded with, you need totally. to be careful. Always. And, you know, another thing about some of the benefits of working abroad mm -hmm. is learning about yourself, learning oh, about yeah. the awareness. Huge. And what awareness really is, is listening to your instincts, listening to your gut. That's Completely. called awareness. Completely. Completely. You see something going on, you go, uh, I don't know if I should go down there. That's called awareness. Yeah. That's called listening to your yeah. instincts. Yeah. I always say, you wouldn't find me going down a dangerous city, dark alleyway at 2 a.m. Right. I'm not definitely not going to do that in another country I don't even live in. So you got to use your, you know, your, your head, you well, know. And you know, the thing is, is that, you're in another country. Yeah. You can't just call mommy and daddy and say, hey, I need your help. Sink or swim. It's sink or swim out there. You know, it's it, you do your homework, right? Yeah. And just like you did. Right. You know, before you reach out to these countries, you know, you do your, your homework. And yep. you, you kind of know also from what we talked about, 
areas that you want to go visit. Maybe on yeah. the weekends, right? You're, yeah. you're off on Saturday and Sundays. Yep. Take advantage. See Four the day weekends. I mean, go yeah. to a place you've never heard of in your life before. Take a bus there. The beaches. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. I could. Oh my goodness, you're, you're making me definitely want to get on travel velocity when, or something. When we went to <laughs> Expedia. Uh, when we went to uh, Colombia, yeah. we ended up in a place that we had never heard of in our entire lives before going. And my what? girlfriend is Colombian. She's never even heard of this place ever in her life. What's that? This place was named Hardin. It ended up being our favorite place in Colombia. Are you kidding me? Is it on the coast? It's about four hours south of Medellin. Oh, wow. So to everyone who's working abroad, <laughs> virtually in Medellin, take a bus to Hardin right now. Wow, that is pretty cool. Dude, never heard of it in our lives until we were in Medellin. It's like, hey, you know, go check it out. I'm also sure, Chris, uh, share with us. You get to learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. I mean, if there's a time and place in this world where I always say, you know, learn about yourself. When you're traveling abroad, you probably have a lot of time, not only to uh, reflect, take reflect, yeah. take the moments in, man. Yo, Hugo, I could cry right now, man. Yeah. I could cry. I mean, right life now. is beautiful, right? I have learned so much about myself. I could seriously cry right now yeah. to, to just reflect about who that Chris McCormack was before Australia to who this Chris McCormack is sitting in front of you right now. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, man. Oh, I love and it's it. So man. Organic. I see, I see it in your face. It's so organic, man. And I, I, I really love this. I would love for everybody to go out of their comfort zone and experience this because it is so empowering it's liberating so, so chris let's what, why don't we do this why don't we just say to all of our listeners if you're not feeling comfortable and you still you don't feel like listen maybe it's leaving the country right now is not for me so yeah. how about we start with if you're an east coast person yeah why don't we try by travel to the west coast man if you don't even want to do that go to acadia national park it's in maine wow if yeah. you don't want to do that, go to Shenandoah National Park. It's in Virginia. If awesome. you don't want to do that, go somewhere you've never been before. Yeah. You don't have to go to Cambodia to find yourself. No, that's so true. You know? The world is, is beautiful. The like United I, States of America is gorgeous. Dude, the West, I mean, the states and the West, their picture man. is the breathtaking. I lived in Arizona in 2019 for four months. Wow. That place is incredible. Yeah. That place is incredible. Yeah. And I slept on an air mattress for the entire time. Well, I could care less where I exactly. sleep because I, I sleep like a baby no matter Me where. Too. I could sleep anywhere. <laughs> I could sleep. I've slept in airport floors for yeah. 14 hours. Like a, and you know what's so funny? Yeah. That, that happened. Um, I will always remember this story. I was in uh, Rome Airport and I had a layover there again. So I had to come back to that same airport. I went to my sleeping spot. And I saw a homeless guy sleeping there. I'm like, that's how you know that's a good sleeping spot right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but really, though, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn yeah. about what you're capable of, what yeah. you're not capable of, you know, pushing yourself through those so, so uncomfortable moments and just finding the beauty of it on the other yeah. side. Yeah. I'll always remember this story. The night before Cuba, I'm already like three years of traveling. Yeah. I'm like seasoned. I'm like, oh, I got sure. this. Sure. The night before Cuba, yeah. I had never cried so hard in my life. I was so scared. Why? What I happened? Was, just it's Cuba. Every there's no the research. Everything I did my research was conflicting. Am I gonna get arrested? I'm American. I'm they gonna think I'm a spy. What's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. Just thinking the worst. Okay. Yeah. I remember telling my mom, I don't know. I don't know if I should go. She goes, uh, "You're going to Cuba, so buck up because you got a flight to catch in the morning." Oh, this all happened before. Before I thought you were in Cuba trying no, to get no, back. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. Before yeah. I went. So to tell Cuba. me, how was your trip to Cuba? Cuba turned out to be. My favorite place I've ever been to in oh, my life. Oh, it's gorgeous. My favorite place now, in the whole world is Batacoa, Cuba. Oh, the wow. It's eastern yeah, yeah, side yeah. of Cuba. Totally, yeah. That's where Christopher Columbus landed there, actually. Yeah. 
the, the, the city is like 500 years old. I'll tell you what, Christopher Columbus, he's landed in a lot of places. <laughs> My gosh. At Dominican Republic. Yeah. I mean, I think is part of him is buried there, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe, in Santo I don't Domingo. know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, his but son. What, what was so cool about Cuba is that I was so scared. I've never been so scared before in my life. Yeah. I pushed through my fears. I conquered the fears, and it turned out to be the most beautiful thing that ever happened to me. I, I talk about this sometimes, Chris. We are sometimes, the mind is so powerful, right? And sometimes we are our worst enemies. We create these barriers, right? Yeah. These barriers. And it's like breaking the fear of speaking in front of large crowds. Yep. We create that fear. Yep. I believe Alan Watts said this. I believe Alan Watts said, the mind is a wonderful servant <laughs> and a terrible master. <laughs> and damn, That's a great he right. quote. He is, is he right. right. Oh, dead on. I mean, dead on. My, I am my worst enemy. The only yeah. person who can stop Chris McCormack is Chris McCormack. There you go. I love that. And that's everyone in this world, too. Well, let's talk about Chris McCormack a little bit, okay? And the reason is because you now are a world traveler. You take yeah. advantage. I mean, you're a guest speaker. You're a humanitarian, which I really respect. And I've yep. seen some of the work you've done. I think it's fascinating. Appreciate Actually, that. talk to us a little bit about Share a couple things that yeah, you've so done out there. That's I mean, what's cool about myself pushing through my fears for Cuba is because the Cuba Baseball Foundation was born out of me some of the Pushing greatest through. ball players come from there. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Yoan Cespedes, uh, Ray Ordonez, yeah. Rafael Palmero. Whether yeah. he did steroids or not, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, whatever. But, but I always remember I was at this uh, this little small town called Playa Giron. Mm -hmm. It's actually where the Bay of Pigs invasion happened. Oh, wow. They have a whole museum dedicated to how they beat the Americans. It's, it's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to check it out, of yeah. course. You know, Of course. Fun fact for you, Cuba is the only country that imperialism did not take over. Only place imperialism lost. Oh, very interesting. And every Cuban will remind you of that oh, when yeah. you tell them you're American. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I, I love the Cubans. Oh, I they're got, great. I got they're great. two of my aunts are from Cuba. They are. That is some special people down there. Oh, I love them. So I'm in this place called Playa Hidon, and I'm walking by with my friend from Australia and Switzerland at the time. We were traveling together that we met. And we walk by this Little League baseball field, and I see kids playing barefoot. Mm -hmm. using one bat, two two or two or three different baseballs that are so old, they're probably from the 70s. Stitching is shot. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're sharing gloves if they even have any. They don't even have a catcher's equipment. And I'm thinking to myself, like, these are kids who actually want to be here. Yeah. Their parents aren't forcing them to get outside nope. or stop playing video games. Loving I mean, the there game. is literally zero coordination here. Yeah. Everyone's just here to play baseball. Yeah. And but I remember thinking about... Love it a game. Exactly. I remember thinking about growing up in Rockaway. I mean, we had scoreboards. We had jerseys picture day and we never had to worry about umpiring or the equipment we had mitts that we just didn't use again because they were kind of old kind of old kind of old exactly exactly and these guys are using bare hands bare hands you know and i said to myself when i get back to america i'm starting cuba baseball foundation and we were able to raise over 400 dollars. i got so many physical donations like equipment sure i couldn't even bring it all yeah because the baggage fees are just ridiculous yeah so oh my nah, God, but it was it was a really cool experience man. definitely the coolest experience of my life that is fascinating. To actually, so, like, give these a nice kids a thing. chance. Now, you've done some other stuff in different countries, right? What, what's uh, what's another thing that you've done? So, I would say that I have a couple of friends who are from Sumatra, mm -hmm. but they live in Bali. Okay. And every time I would go back to Bali, you know, I'd bring them a couple of things. Like, hey, you know, 
what do you need? What are you looking for? Sure. And it could be, you know, it's actually not even like, you know, extravagant things. It could be things like, you know, a good buzzer yeah, or, yeah. you know, just common. I mean, the basics, The right? basics, yeah. you know, the things that are just reliable. I'm like, hey, man, I got you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No problem. To this same point you're talking about is I've done a lot of international work, right? And, yeah. and uh, some of the best crews that I have worked with, for example, Dominican Republic, right? Yep. I've done a lot of work in Dominican Republic in different cities, uh, Santo Domingo, La Romana, mm-hmm. you know, near Punta Cana, Bávaro. I worked with a, a group of electricians, and wherever we pulled low-voltage cable, our electrician crew was with us, right? So we, they were part of my cabling crew. Right. I never seen a team work as hard as they did. And do you know they would have a little sandwich in the middle of the day, would sit outside on the curb, and do you know they would offer me half of that sandwich? It's amazing, isn't it? Do you know that their lead tech, I'm still friends with all of them, and I'm still in touch with three of them, and the lead guy became a dear friend of mine. He's, uh, he's not a wealthy gentleman. He's wealthy in the fact, he's filthy rich in the fact that he's got a heart of gold. Yeah. And he will give you his shirt on his back, and the man does not have much. Yeah. But one thing I remember was the fact that I noticed that their boots, work boots, that we use every day. Now, I was working long hours, but they were there before I got there, and they stayed after I got there. Mm-hmm. And I was putting in long hours every day. Yeah. And I noticed that their work boots had holes in them until one day towards the end of my trip, I said, listen, what's up with your boots? Is there, you know, I got to bring you, what size are you? Yeah. So I knew I was coming back. Let me tell you, I brought the whole crew. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't able to get them the, the best of the boots, but right. I got them really great boots. Good quality. You know, it goes a long way. These, and, and the look on their face, I tell you, I made friends for life. Yeah. And, and you know what? Just the fact that I was helping them out, and I did not spend a lot of money here in right. the U.S. The fact that you, you see somebody that is willing to give you a half of their sandwich, their shirt off their back, yeah. and literally are giving you everything throughout the day, everything they have, and even the when sun, they're exhausted. The rain, everything. Everything, man. Yeah. And the least I could do is yeah. just get them a, a, a pair of work boots. And it sounds maybe yeah, silly, it, but like, you know, Someone sharing half their sandwich with you until you are in that environment and seeing what these guys are going through. Yeah, half a sandwich is a is pretty. It's, it's a lot. It's, that's a luxury. Yeah, completely. that's a luxury. See, this is the thing, uh, my friends and listeners out there. You know, when you travel the world, and Chris, you could attest to this: is when you travel the world and we step outside of our bubble, right? Wherever it is that we grew up. You know, all of us. I don't even care if you grew up in Europe and and you're within a bubble in Europe or South America, and you step outside of different areas, different cities, different parts of the world. It broadens the fact of the way you look at everything. You start learning about not only yourself, right, Chris? Of course. About humans in the world and really what's most important in this world. Two things. One, you travel, meet different people from all over the world. You realize we all have the same wants. Yeah. We, want, we want our family to be healthy. We want to be able to put food on our yeah. table. And we want our kids to grow up and have a nice childhood. Yeah. Yeah. So true. You know? Yeah. And once you experience that and your mind stretches, your mind cannot contract after that. That's right. Your mind is stretching out and further and further and further. And it's kind of like when you see something, you can't unsee it. And that sticks with you. That stays with you forever. You know, I did an episode once on, you know, success in my life. And I shared with everybody what my success has been. And yes, as you get older, you start understanding really what is the true value. Is it really money? Nah. Listen, we need money. It's a tool. It's a tool. Don't let let it be your medicine. Absolutely. Great point there, Chris. My success has always been my family. Everything I've invested in, every energy of love I've ever given has been towards my family. I wouldn't be sitting here without them. Yeah. 
and talking, you know, just watching my children grow up now and we're still so close. We still eat together at the table. Nice. You know, that to me is my, my blessing. That you is, know what I mean? That's very cool. So to our listeners out there, you know, having Chris here has been just an awesome experience because we could talk about you know, expanding your horizon. Get out there, step out of your bubble in your comfort zone. And why not expand, take advantage of the fact that today you actually could probably work anywhere without you getting in trouble. Yep. Try California. You know, like Chris mentioned, a couple locations right on the East Coast, if you're from the East Coast, yeah. and vice versa. If you're in the central part of the U.S. or whether you're on the West Coast, maybe you just expand a little bit to a different yeah. state. Yeah. Get to know new people, man. Sign a three-month lease somewhere. Yes. I mean, <laughs> you get called back to the office after month two, then, all right, you, then you find someone to, you know, fill that lease or you eat it. Whatever. You got that two months in another city. And I'm telling you right now, to our listeners out there, again, people that are in college graduating, about to start their careers. I got news for you guys. You're going to be working forever. Take advantage of this moment that you have at yeah. your age. Yeah. You can do this. Learn about yourself. Learn yeah. about the world, cultures. And you know what? Learn a different language. Yeah, you know, definitely. I, I definitely. recommend that in the United States, I firmly believe that every person that lives in this country should speak a minimum of at least a couple languages because it's beautiful. You know, it's not that it's necessary. Right. But Leave the United States for a moment, right? Absolutely. You're Absolutely. traveling the world. Everybody in other countries learn English. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Listen, I, I love languages. It's I, cool. I mean, I'm, I I get by, you know, my portoñol. I got my, you know, obviously I'm fluent in Spanish and yeah. English. You know, my Italian is not that bad. But I still want to learn other languages. Well, we might be moving towards the fact that you might need to know two languages because it's a global market now yeah. more than ever. Oh, more than ever. It might be the bare minimum to know two languages. Yeah. Because, I mean, okay, yeah, we have English, and English is right now the dominant language, but don't rely on that Not because enough, yeah. you need to you need to better yourself. Absolutely. And honestly, the easiest way to learn Spanish, because I took Spanish in sixth, seventh grade, <laughs> high school. Travel. I didn't care. Yeah. The best way to learn a language is to throw yourself in that water and just immerse yourself and Love get it. abused because you're going to have a lot of bumps learning that language. But you're going to have a lot of fun. I learned a lot of Spanish because of the bad mistakes that I made and everybody <laughs> laughing at me. Well, you pronounce everything pretty damn good. It's I not mean, bad. Yeah, it's not bad. I still man. have a long way to go, but it's not bad. I was going to say, are you Colombiano? No, no. Yo estoy baracueso. You know, it's, it's, it's funny, but think about this. In Europe, so many different countries in Europe, people speak a minimum, minimum yeah. of four. Yeah. Four languages. I got one better for you. When I went to Morocco, yeah. I have Oh, Morocco. I had never been to a place where I've met people who knew at least five languages. Yeah. It yeah. was I was with people from all around the world. We were going to like find food. Yeah. And you got food vendors. You're like, hey, you know, come yeah. on, come on in here. The guy was speaking English to me, speaking German, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, French, and he knows Arabic and he knows the local Berber language. Yeah. That's it's, crazy. It's amazing. Hugo is unbelievable. The man. art of speaking different languages. I love it. Listen, I love to travel the world. Yeah. I still want to continue to visit different countries. You yeah. know, I'm I'm an island guy. Yes. You know, I got to get out to meet more European nations. Mm -hmm. I, I really do. I'd recommend I, Eastern Europe right now. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, it's not really that expensive. It's kinda, No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. I have a term. It's called renovated. It's not renovated <laughs> it's yet. Reno yeah. Like Thailand? Yeah. Renovated. Renovated. Yeah. Don't go to Thailand. You're not missing out on anything. That, yeah. that place is not going to change. Oh, it's man. already what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Chris, as we start wrapping up this episode, and yep. again, thank you so much for coming in. This I has been a blast. Dude. Yeah, I agree. And I, agree. I love I love travel. Yeah, it's uh, been so cool. This has been awesome. So, if I would ask you this, Chris, what one bit of advice Chris McCormack can share with our audience today? What would that one piece of advice be? 
Don't be afraid to make mistakes. I love that. That's how you can learn. Simple and to the point. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Love it. Got to make mistakes to grow. I always talk about that. You Chris, have to make mistakes. Yeah. Fail. Best. You got to fail forward. I love that. If it's overwhelming for you, you know, oh, I don't know if I can do this job. Take the job and fail. Doesn't matter. Like Denzel Washington says, fail and fail big. Yeah. 100%, man. Yeah. I love that. Chris, again, thank you so much for being on T20E World today. It's been a blast. I agree, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And to all of our listeners, this is Chris McCormack and Hugo, and we are checking out. 